Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 20th, episode 129. I'm your host, Jordan Pace. Join with me as always by my co-host, Zach Henson. Zach, how you doing? Well, times times have been better. Uh, Winnie is sick over here, and I have been thrown up twice today. You've been thrown up on by a toddler. Yes, two times. And I can't decide. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in my Apple Watch band. I'm going to have to clean that somehow. Um, so, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, had better day. <laughs> I, I do not do well with throw up. Uh, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I have not thrown up since 2008. It's an 11 year streak for me. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't like throwing up myself and I don't like other people's throw up. Yeah. Uh, Zach, I, I think you remember this, Zach. This was when I was interning for Matt Suggs at Jefferson Avenue and we were headed back from Free Hardeman. And oh. <laughs> a young, I don't even know the kid's name. I can't remember it anymore. I think it was yeah. Eric something. Oh, uh, yes. A, a young, a young student, I don't want to reveal his identity, uh, <laughs> threw up all over the back of me on a church van and. <laughs> I still, to this day, I can smell it. I can feel it. It's oh, on my neck. Uh, yeah. I'm getting PTSD right now just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that till you mentioned it. But, yeah, that was awful. It went all in my backpack. I remember going home, and basically that was on the trip home. It was in the, <laughs> the church van ride home. And so I get all my stuff. I get in the car, and I go home. And I remember I, instead of taking a hose to my backpack, I don't know why I didn't just do that. I threw my backpack in the washing machine and I had left an orange highlighter in my backpack because I used it for like note taking. Oh no. I washed, I was trying to wash the throw up off and instead I got orange highlighter, it burst and it went all over the backpack. So every time I see that orange stain on my backpack, I I think of the time I got thrown up on. Yeah. I'm over here um, eating this elderberry, Sambuco, whatever, dissolved tablet. So Figure I've been thrown up on twice. Might as well get to it, you know. Yeah. So not a great uh, Wednesday for Zach. Yeah. No. no. But uh, yeah, episode one twenty nine. Uh, we will try and lie. I know this is like the worst way to start a podcast. Talking about throw up. <laughs> People if, probably turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're driving, like pull over. But sorry. it's uh, if you're eating. We're sorry. Yeah. You can get back on the road. You can continue eating. We're done talking about throw up. Yeah. What color was it? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's let's get this thing rolling because we've got a lot to talk about. We have just two more weeks left in the regular season. It's hard to believe two more weeks left in the regular season for CMB, and then it's playoff time. So, uh, with that, let's take a trip around CMB. Let's take a trip around the league. Zach, do you have our Week Eleven All Pro team ready? I do. Our top quarterback was Lamar Jackson, 39.70 points. Pace, you have the top wide receiver, John Brown, 34.70. Did you start him? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. DJ Chark was the other one, 30 point, 40 points for Tecmo. Uh, your top running backs were McCaffrey, 30.10. Kamara, 23.80. Kelsey was your top tight end, 22.20 for Kevin. And uh, Jakeem Grant, 28.80. So free agent. Go get him plays for the Dolphins. I have no idea what happened. He has three receptions and somehow has 28.80 points. Uh, Steven Hoshka, 15 points is your top kicker, free agent. Go get him. Top DST, Atlanta, 31 points for bring 
uh, I'm sorry, uh, Chase and Carver. And top um, IDPs, Joe Schobert, Greg, 30 points. Max Crosby, 23.75, free agent. Jordan Hicks, 23.50, East Coast Wombats. And your top DBs, Troy Hill, 20 points. He's a cornerback for the Rams. I'm sure you were wondering. He's a free agent. And Justin Burris, 17.25. He's a free agent safety for Cleveland, bringing your total to 370.20. Zach, that 370.20, it is 37 points down from last week or the week before and is the lowest total all season. Wow. There were two teams, Zach. There were two teams in CMB that finished over 200 points, total points for week 11. Do you know who those teams were? I do know that we were one. It is your two co-hosts for the CMB Fantasy Football Podcast. Boom. H&F Industries and Pace in Your Face. I just noticed uh, that uh, your pers- the, the people you played, uh, East Coast Wombats, 201. Oh, they fin- oh man. I don't want to give them credit, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, facts are facts. Yeah. So uh, let's look at this all-pro team real quick here. So Lamar Jackson, of, of course, H&F Industries. Zach, this is the second week in a row that Lamar was the QB1 on the all-pro team, and he finished with um, less than a point than what he finished the week prior, if that makes any sense. So uh, with Russell Wilson on a bye this week, Lamar now leads all fantasy quarterbacks in CMB by 21 points. So right. uh, what, what a year for the second-year quarterback. Uh, you mentioned my receiver, John Brown. So I've started him for a few weeks now. Uh, he had nine catches and two touchdowns in this game. And, I mean, you know, he's a guy who – I think he's been on three different teams uh, so far. And he was with the Cardinals. Then he was with the Ravens last year, I believe. Uh, but he's easily Josh Allen's favorite target. And that didn't mean a whole lot last season. But it means a lot this year because he's the wide receiver 14 in CMBs, ahead of Kenny Galladay, ahead of Jarvis Landry, Head of uh, OBJ, Tyree Kill, Juju, the list goes on. Uh, sneaky good year for John Brown. And then the next wide receiver here was DJ Chark Jr. for Tecmo. You mentioned his 30 points. He's the wide receiver six in CMB after 11 weeks. Man. It is insane. He's easily the best fantasy season. Uh, it, it's been the best fantasy season for a Jags player since probably like Allen Robinson in 2015 uh, when he had that monster year. So I, you know, I, it makes me – think back Zach to remember when we had on Mike DiRocco the Jags beat reporter for ESPN and he told us that the player in Jacksonville to watch was D.D. Westbrook yep well how how does you know how does it make you feel knowing that you drafted Westbrook and Chark is is the guy in Jacksonville I know yeah it's just crazy and they got him for free off the waiver wire too yeah yeah great pickup for Jeff and Rob uh, the top running back, you said, so Christian McCaffrey, it's like his eighth of 11th weeks as the RB1 on this team. Uh, if Lamar and Russell Wilson weren't having the kind of seasons they're having, McCaffrey, hands down, is the MVP. Uh, he's still having a monster year. Um, it's kind of like CJ2K in 2009. It's, it's that good. Uh, but that Carolina offense, it's been so bad lately. And we'll talk later about Kyle Allen, but he's sort of become an understory McCaffrey has, unfortunately. Yeah, he uh, has 59 receptions, and he's in second place. Do you know the only running back to have more receptions than him? Uh, Eckler. Eckler, 65. I did not cheat. I just know Eckler because I have him on my roster. And he starts out games with, like, three catches, and then Phillip Rivers tries to make a comeback, and he dinks and dunks for, like, eight catches. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, your next running back, another running back for H&F, Alvin Kamara, 23.80 points. It's his highest point total since he put up 37 in week three. So, Zach, you finally get some value in that trade. Yep. Uh, I hope he continues to uh, start this uh, trend upwards. Top tight end, like you said, Travis Kelsey for IDPs – or, excuse me, for – uh, for Kevin, for your worst nightmare, 22.20 points. It's been such a, like, meh season for Travis Kelsey. He's the tight end one, yes, but it's only by 15 points, and he is ahead of Austin Hooper, um, who both those guys have been steady each week. Kelsey just not having the kind of years we're accustomed to. Um, he's only had one week of single-digit points, so it's been steady, but he's only um, – and, and only three games more than 20 points. So it's not like he's putting up these huge numbers that we're used to. Yeah, he uh, definitely been targeted a lot, 91 targets. Uh, next highest is Zach Ertz with 86, and he he's uh, like almost, I don't know, 40 points behind. So The flex player you mentioned, Jakeem Grant, he is a receiver for the Dolphins who every year he, – he's not really – I say receiver. I put quotes around that because he is their special teams um, specialist. So you were wondering how he finished with 28.80 points. I think he had a 103-yard kick return for a touchdown in the Dolphins game this past week. And for the last three seasons, Grant has had a week like this where he's broken off a kick return for a touchdown – and he put up like two or three catches. But before week 11 of this year, Grant had put up a combined 48 total points. So don't expect this kind of thing to happen again until probably next season whenever the Dolphins play the Titans. Yep. <laughs> um, Atlanta's defense, it's worth mentioning. So they picked off Kyle Allen four times and sacked him five times. So it's, it's a pretty nice rest of year schedule if you're looking for something steady at uh, DST. So Atlanta gets Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, San Francisco, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay again. So Atlanta's turning things around. I don't know if it's good enough to keep Dan Quinn's job, but uh, Atlanta stringing together some wins here, Zach. Yeah, I was looking at New England, seeing where they finished. I'm always interested in their, what, eighth this past uh, – or maybe seventh. Right. And uh, it looks like it was their third lowest total of the year which is 16 points. Right. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, they're, they're still in the lead by 900 points. Yeah, they're yeah. doing okay. So Joe Schobert, the top IDP, he has been the top IDP in multiple weeks, just having an amazing year for Greg and for the Cleveland Browns. He had the game-sealing interception and that Browns win over the Steelers on Thursday Night Football. Uh, he's the number two IDP in CMB right now and just having really a great year. Uh, so I, I mentioned he had the game ceiling interception in that game, but Zach, no one will remember Joe Sherbert from that Thursday night football game uh, yeah. this past week, Brown Steelers. It, it's all miles Garrett. It's the helmet. Yeah, that uh, was, that crazy, was did you, did you watch that in real time? No, I did not. Yeah. One of the weirder things I've ever seen. Uh, I'm sure we will talk about that at some point at the end of this year on a like season review podcast. Cause it's worth bringing up. Yep. Uh, Max Crosby had four sacks and, he was the other IDP on here. Just really a great year for the, for the rookie defensive end. He was like a fourth-round pick out of Eastern Michigan, and he's, you know, he's, he's kind of looking like J.J. Watt these past few weeks. Uh, and then it's worth mentioning, Zach, this, this DB here that you mentioned, Justin Burris, his name is spelled J-U-S-T-O-N, and it kind of feels like when he was born and whoever was working at the hospital – and it was typing his name for the birth certificate. I think they just like, I'm looking at my keyboard here, the I and the O 
are right beside each other. So he he spelled Justin wrong. Oh. I think that's what happened. <laughs> anyway, that is your all pro team from week 11, the lowest all season. So, I, you know, it, it's all relative, right? I mean, it doesn't really matter what the entire all pro team does, but it, it's kind of neat to see week over week, which week, you know, we had better performances across the board. Uh, Zach, when we look at the standings in CMB right now, the only other t- team to clinch their playoff spot was your team, uh, H&F. You guys are now in second place. And then, Zach, I, I would say pretty comfortably at this point, there are two teams who are out of the playoff picture. There's no chance they can get in the playoffs. That's Dragon Energy and the Almond Brothers. At this point, Zach, are you comfortable saying that the ice bucket is now up to those two teams? 100%. It is down to the Almond Brothers and Dragon Energy. So West Coast has saved their season. Yes, they have saved their season, yes. Yep. All right, Zach, we will talk about that a little bit later. But for now, the Pick'em Challenge, uh, it's the same update. It's like the Patriots DST. We're going to say the same thing every week. Jeff gone first place with 49 points. Jake Stanifer still chasing at 47. Matt Suggs at 43. Reed Garrison at 43. And Jordan Iwanizen at 42. So uh, the Pick'em Challenge is not going anywhere. Keep playing through the playoffs but it's really up to those five teams, I feel like. Yeah, I wish we – I kind of think it would be fun if we did the, you know, you're still picking – everybody's still in it, you know, at this point, have something to play for. But we can still draw names out of a hat. Zach, week 11, the Locks and Bold Predictions review. So I, I had kind of a rough week with this. I picked Dragon Energy as my lock. And as of right now, it is 9.48 p.m., Central Time on Wednesday night as we record this. And I, so Rish right now is down by like 0.45 points in his matchup from last week to Matt. I'm still kind of holding out for a stat correction win just so I can get this bold prediction right. And if Matt and John are to lose this week, I will move into seventh place. Whoa. But for now, this lock was a loss for me. My bold prediction was that Hunter Henry outplays Travis Kelsey in fantasy. And I took an L there as well because Kelsey had 22.2 points. He was the top tight end, of course, on the all-pro team. And Hunter Henry had 14.9 points and was your tight end eight. Zach, did you watch any of the Monday Night Football game with the Chiefs and Chargers this past week? Um, I'm, I just watched just a little bit here and there. I didn't, like, sit down and watch the whole game. So that, that was kind of why I picked that as my, as my bold prediction. I really thought that that would be a dink and dunk game for Phillip Rivers. And at moments it was, but I don't know if you've been watching Phillip Rivers this year, Zach, but he's, he looks like he's done. I mean, he looks terrible. Yeah, I've heard he's, he's terrible. <laughs> Seven interceptions the past two weeks for him. Oh, man. Whoa. Yeah. Jameis, um, who is it? Yeah, for real. So, Zach, looking at your – from last week, you had another crazy week. So, you won your, your lock. You picked West Coast Wombats. And your bold prediction – you can't even write this stuff. You said that Sam Darnold will be a top 10 quarterback. And I know some people would say, you know, 10, top 10, that's not that bold. There's only 32 quarterbacks. Picking Sam Darnold to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback is bold. I'll give you that. Thank you. And for week 11, he was the number five fantasy QB, 32.35 points ahead of Kyler Murray, ahead of Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes. So, well done. Thank you. It's been quite the streak for me with the bold predictions. Um, I appreciate all the support. Thank you. Will you travel to Vegas with with me or someone from this league? (laughs) Um, Maybe. We'll see how this continues to go. 
All right, week 12 preview. Let's move on here, Zach, and move on to the next week. I mentioned this, so two more weeks of the regular season. So you have two more opportunities if you're not in the playoffs to get in. If you currently have a spot and it's not yet locked, these next two weeks are really important for you as well. So as we like, start – I feel like this is the long, the most wide open we've had our league. Oh, as absolutely. Far as playoffs go. And, I mean, we got like this week. I mean, this is – this week and next having this many spots is pretty crazy. You have three teams at five and six, three teams at seven and four, three teams at eight and three, and three teams at four and seven. I mean, that's yeah. – it wow. doesn't get any closer than that. All right, Zach, let's look at the fab recap from this past week in our Show Me the Money segment. Show me the money! Zach, the first player here is Cameron Braith, the Tampa Bay tight end. Goes for $11 to your worst nightmare. IDP still suck bid four, and H&F, you guys bid $0. Uh, Cameron Braith, 11 bucks. I know you guys uh, had a turn with O.J. Howard on the Tampa Bay tight end train or on the carousel. Uh, what would you advise your worst nightmares bidding $11? Man, just uh, hope for the best. I have no idea what's going on there with that position. Um, but, hey, I mean, maybe, maybe O.J. Howard is done there. I think he is. I think he, I think he gets cut by Bruce Arians at, in this offseason. Yeah. It would, just, it would make sense that way. Next player here is Bo Scott. This, Zach, before I say this next one, this was a big week for Fab. I think we, we got down to like two weeks left in the regular season and teams decided, oh, wait, I have all this budget. I got this money. Oh, what do I do? Yeah, yeah let's spend it. It's like it, you know, you're know, you grocery shopping and you see all the items at the, the line at the grocery. Anyway, so Bo Scarborough, the Detroit Lions running back, Goes for $30 to West Coast Wombats. Greg Coe bid five. So, you know, West Coast overbids by 25. But I, to tell you the truth, I was watching the Lions game. This was this past week during the bye week for the Titans. So I got to watch a bunch of other games. And I honestly, until I saw him in a Lions uniform, I had no clue that Scarborough was no longer with the, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so, I mean, seeing Greg, it was kind of sad to see Greg bid $5 after he had won uh, T.J. Johnson, you know, five, six weeks ago. Um, so after seeing the Lions' backfield, what do you think of, of Scarborough going for 30 bucks? I mean, I don't even know what's going on with Detroit's backfield at this point, but uh, I think that he has a good matchup this week, and, you know, he's going to get some work. So um, I think it was a, you know, good get for West Coast uh, to have at their running back position, you know, at least for this week. Zach, I added this name in here for you, this next one. Young Ho Koo goes, goes for $2 to Strong Side. Uh, <laughs> and there were three other bidders. IDP still so sucks. funny. Yeah, zero, one, one, two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah IDPs, Kemscrew, Big Orange, they all wanted Young Ho Koo, but they didn't get him. Matt and – Nobody uh, can pony up that extra dollar. Except yeah. For strong Side. Yeah, Strong Side, Matt and John went him for 2 bucks. So Boy. Young Ho Koo still alive. Yep. All right, next one here. This is I, – I was going to say this is the highest bid of all season, but we will talk about that later because we know it is not the highest bid. Jonathan Williams, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts, goes for $59 to Big Orange Bully. Strong side bids 26, Kempscrew 15, Greg Co 10. So 59 bucks for Jonathan Williams. Uh, so we know, of course, Thursday Night Football, which if you're listening to this as it's posted, will be tonight – and, of course, Marlon Mack, the running back for the Colts, has a fractured hand and will not play. And the owner of uh, 
of Marlon Mack, strong side. They don't win the handcuff, but this is going to be a running back by committee, and I don't expect Jonathan Williams to be the standalone back. Nikeem Hines is still there. Jordan Wilkins is around. So, I don't know, 50, 59 bucks to Big Orange. Do you think maybe, Zach, that Chase's, um, you know, Colts, the blue tinted sunglasses had a factor here? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering who's putting in the bids for them, but $59 is a very odd uh, amount to bid. You know, I mean, why not go to 60 or 61 or something like that? But that was all the fab they had. So they're out. So uh, welcome yeah. to the club of zero fab. It's a very stress free life. Uh, welcome. Welcome, Chase and Carver. Welcome. This next one, Zach, and I, you know, this would not have been stress free if I had a little bit of money, but Jeff Driscoll goes for $16 to the East Coast Wombats. I bid zero because I genuinely thought. I would get him for $0. Were you surprised to see Jeff Driscoll go for 16 bucks? I mean, that's the first time I've heard of Jeff Driscoll. Um, the uh, East Coast Wombats are in pure panic mode at, at a quarterback position right now with uh, – Oh, yeah. With uh, Mr. Stafford um, with a back injury. So, I understand what they're doing, just trying to get anybody they can kind of stream at the quarterback position until he gets back. So uh, – yeah, yeah, I guess you just kind of got to be on the lookout for any quarterback right now. East Coast is coming for him. Well, and this is such a deep league, and we have I still don't understand this, Zach. We have some teams in our league that have two and three quarterbacks on their roster with two weeks to go. I don't understand it. They're not trade – you know, you can't call them trade pieces anymore to have more than one or, or two quarterbacks even. Uh, but we have some teams that are doing that, so it makes the, the quarterback position really thin – uh, in free agency, but Jeff Driscoll, who is the Detroit Lions quarterback now that Stafford's out, I mean, he had 31 points last week, 23 the week before, not a terrible play. I just didn't think he'd go for 16 bucks. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, so uh, I'm left in the shadows, and I, I still am not exactly sure who I'm playing at quarterback this, this Sunday, but we will see. Uh, Zach, some notable non-compete fab players. Uh, it's, it's hard to even mention this next one because we just talked about this guy. But Ryan Risher, who never ceases to amaze us, Dragon Energy, on November 15th, so before Sunday even began, Rish bid $85 on Philip Rivers. $85. Yep. I, I Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like he's throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, we talked earlier about – so Chase and Carver bid 59, and that was supposed, that, that ended their, their fab budget. No, Rich bid 85, and he still has three bucks left. You, you should have just bid 88, you know? Well, maybe he's going to get a kicker. You know, it seems like they're going for about a dollar or two. So, uh, you know, maybe he's going to try to get a kicker. I don't understand the move there. And then it's got to hurt so bad to, to sign Phillip Rivers for $85. And then on Monday Night Football, Rivers just puts out a stinker, throws three picks, or four picks rather, and I think had fewer than 10 total fantasy points. So uh, rough. That's rough stuff for Dragon Energy. Did he start him? I, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh, let, me, let me just tell you, I'm right here. Yeah. He did not. He started Jameis, who had 19.95 points. If he had started Phillip Rivers, 16.65. So Philip Rivers is on bye this week, and he wasn't planning on starting him the week before. And Jameis doesn't have a, a upcoming bye; he's already had his bye. So I just that—that's what makes this eighty-five dollars even that much more confusing. 
Um, I, I think Rich just understands the season's done. So I don't know. It just was a weird move. Yep. I think I think he's trolling the league. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. The next one here. This is James Washington, the uh, Pittsburgh receiver. Might as well grab that dude because every other receiver in Pittsburgh either has a concussion or they're bleeding from their ears, literally. Uh, but James Washington goes for fifteen dollars to Isaiah forty thirty one. Uh, Jordan had three uncontested or non-contested bids. Chris Boswell, the Steelers kicker, goes for ten dollars to Isaiah forty thirty one. That's a, that's twenty five bucks. And then he bid another ten dollars on Eddie Jackson, the Chicago Bears safety. So Jordan spent thirty five dollars on a kicker, a safety, and a fourth string receiver. Two of those guys I just mentioned are all on the Steelers. So let's look at Jordan's roster just real quick because I want to just – I just put pieces together here. Jordan has – I'm going to count them up real quick here. Uh, let's see. Jalen Samuels, Vance McDonald, James Washington, James Connor. Let's keep going. Chris Boswell. And, yeah, he has five Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we, we thought all along that Jordan was the Philadelphia Eagles fan, but it sounds like he has shifted his fandom across the state of Pennsylvania as now a Steeler fan. But, uh, yeah, a lot of – I think Jordan's doing the same thing. He's trying to expend or get rid of his, his fab budget. Wow. Yeah. No, the last one here worth mentioning, Jordan Wilkins, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts, goes for $3 to Kemp's crew. This could be – and I know you're going to roll your eyes here, Zach. This could be another sneaky move for Jake. Because if Jonathan Williams is not the uh, bell cow that we think is going to replace Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins becomes that, then he, he gets Wilkins out of a steal at three bucks. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. I think that you guys need to join up next year. It's just kind of nauseating at this point. Uh, <laughs> but, no, honestly, I mean, I was really surprised when I saw that he went for $3. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was definitely a surprise. You don't know what's going to happen in Indy. Um, so yeah, that was a great, great steal for Jake, potentially, you know, who knows? Zach, when you, when you look at the standings, I know we've talked about remaining fab budget, but Zach, can it kind of scrub through some of these teams who have, uh, just a little bit of fab left and who has a lot of fab left? Like who, when you look, when you look at the standings, yeah, it looks like the most is IDPs with $83, Almond Brothers with 80 and uh, Tecmo's got 77 as well, East Coast with 50 up there. Everybody else is kind of hovering around, like Jake's got 40, and then a lot of people are in the 30s and 20s. Um, so, yeah, still a lot of fab left to be spent. A lot of people shopping at the dollar store. Uh, I'm not sure what the plan is here, but, yeah. All right, Zach, well, I know what the plan is here. We are moving on to the Week 12 Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Zach, last segment here. Let's make our picks, and let's try and run through these real quick because I know we've kind of gone long. But uh, Big Orange Bullies, your number 10 team versus the Almond Brothers, number 13. Zach, who do you have in this matchup? Uh, it's going to be the Almond Brothers, um, and that is my lock of the week. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold set some. Oh, boy. I love when you go early with these. Like, first matchup, you know what you want. And, uh, and also, and also, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Baker will be a top ten quarterback this week. Oh, the bold prediction too. Yeah, there it is. Doubling, oh, wow. doubling down on the Almond Brothers. Uh, go ahead and send me some almonds, please. Um, yeah, thank you. 
man, I really want to pick the Allman Brothers as well. They're they're a big underdog according to Yahoo, but uh, you know, I I don't like Chase and and Carver. This Jordan Williams or Jonathan Williams uh, situation in Indy. Who knows what's going to shake out there? Uh, he could be the bell cow and prove me wrong, but I have no clue. And they're starting Devontae Freeman, who didn't practice as of Wednesday, and I don't think he's going to play this week. So, um, with that being said, I'm still going to pick Big Orange Bullies just to be contrarian. And uh, miss just, just it makes this so much more sweeter for the ice bucket. Just If the Allman Brothers lose this week, it makes week 13 that much more important to the ice bucket. Let's go with Big Orange Bullies. All right. Next matchup here, Isaiah 40-31, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers South, Isaiah 40-31, <laughs> in 11th place versus your worst nightmare in 9th place. Zach, who do you have in this one? I'm going with Kevin on this one. Um, interested to see how his team does, if Lockett can play in this game. Um, I like Kevin. I'm going to go with Isaiah, actually. I'm going to go with Jordan. I like his newly uh, constructed Steelers team. Uh, he, I, I still – he needs to make a roster change because I do believe James Conner is going to play this week and he has Jalen Samuels in his starting lineup. But given all the Steelers players, man, I, you know what? I'm selfishly, I'm going to pick Jordan because I want this to happen. I have to start Mason Rudolph this week, which no one wants to do. And that's not a situation anyone wants to be in, but Jordan is starting Vance McDonald, James Washington and Jalen Samuels or James Conner. So if all those guys go off, likely means that Mason Rudolph had a big week for me. So I'm going to pick Jordan. All right. All right. Next one here, East Coast Wombat, your first place team coming off a big L to pace in your face. Uh, <laughs> going up against strong side in seventh place. Zach, who do you have in this one? Do you have a message for East Coast after that W? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, Matt, this is where you drop some type of Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, bit. <laughs> All right. Zach, who do you have in this one? Um, man, I'm just looking at it. You, you go first on this. You go first. I'm going to pick Matt and John, and not just because Matt produces this podcast and does a great job with it. Uh, we're very thankful for him. But I like Matt and John a lot this week. Uh, I just beat Ross and Reed, and they do have some holes in their team. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, not a bad play at quarterback for them. Uh, but I don't know how long this Michael Gallup thing can keep up. He's had 11, 17, and 23 points the last three weeks. I just don't see that happening again this week against New England's defense, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to go with, with Matt and John. I, I'm going to go with the East Coast on this. Obviously, they got some buys to fill. But um, I don't like the matchups I see for some of Matt and John's players. So, I'm going to go with East Coast. Next matchup, Zach, and this one could be considered the matchup of the week. This is IDP still suck in fourth place versus your fifth place team, Kemp's crew. And, Zach, it is worth mentioning, and I like to say this only because – I know that Jake's uh, preference is that this league moved to a points four is the metric for success and that points four would be what decides the playoffs. And if that were the case right now, uh, when you look at points for Jake, I think would be close to not making the playoffs. So, um, you know, Jake has, has had luck on his side right now at seven and four. He's had the second lowest points against, and he is in, yeah, he's in sixth in points for so I think Jake has some holes on his team as well so I'm gonna pick IDPs this week and a pretty heavy matchup I'm actually gonna make I'm gonna make IDP still suck my lock of the week and that's the bottom line because don't go all right well I'm gonna go with IDP still suck on this one as well um just got a few question marks on on Jake's team but uh yeah I'm gonna go with IDPs 
All right, Zach, next matchup here. This is your matchup, H&F Industries in second place. You guys move into second this past week with your big win over the Almond Brothers, and you clinch a playoff spot, of course, up against West Coast Wombats. West Coast has moved up as well. They moved from last place a few weeks back, now in 12th. I think they've successfully avoided the ice bucket, but Zach, have they avoided a loss to H&F this week in week 12? Uh, I I don't I don't think so, but uh, yeah, they're on a good run right now, and anything's possible, especially in fantasy. I'm I'm going to pick us up. I'm just going to say that no one's allowed to lock this matchup because H and F is going to win and win this one pretty handedly. Uh, my bold prediction, Zach, is that you and Brian. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was excited to hear your bold prediction. Well, I was just going to say my bold prediction is that you and Brian will have the largest margin of victory. And it's going to come, come against Matt and Courtney. Wow. Okay. The only way that does not happen is if Derrick Henry has a 50-burger over the Jags, which he's been known to do before. I mean, the Jags are Derrick Henry's daddy – or baby, he's their daddy. Uh, I, You know, he always has good games against the Jags, especially at home. So he can have a monster week. But, again, we've talked about it. Derrick Henry is the entire West Coast Wombats. He is the West Coast Wombat uh, singular. But – uh, bold prediction, H&F Industries, you guys have the largest margin of victory, and I'm picking H&F. All right. Next matchup, this is my matchup. I'm in eighth place up against Greg Coe in sixth. And Greg has had – we talked to him, I think it was last week or two weeks ago on the podcast about his bad luck this season. And I'm hoping that continues, Zach. Do you think that that bad luck continues for Greg uh, in week 12? I just – I don't think so. I think that uh, his IDPs are going to be the difference maker in this one. Um, although I think you've got, you've got, uh, who's this tied in for, uh, San Francisco. It's been a nice surprise for you. Oh, Dwelly. And yeah. Yeah. He's been all right. He's been all right. He, he, I've played him because Kittle's injured and I think he's coming back this week or I hope he does. It's a great replacement though. Yeah. And he had two, I think he had three catches in the whole game and two of them were touchdowns. So I will not complain. Yeah. Joe Schobert's just a stud, you know, dropping 30 points past week, but uh, I'm going to go with Greg. This game for me is going to come down to Mason Rudolph, sadly, and I get a pretty nice matchup against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, but uh, I'm going to pick myself because I'm never picking against myself, and I get Chris Carson back off by, and, you know, I think Cortland Sutton is, you know, up against Buffalo's defense. That's a terrible matchup, but I, I just – I like my receivers a lot this year. I know that they're all – like, I don't have – a top five receiver, but I have a lot of, you know, seven through 15 guys um, that, that have been pleasantly surprising this year. So I'm going to pick myself and uh, I'm not going to make any bold predictions, but pace in your face, big time dub. It's time for the call of the week. Zach, our next guest, why, while they may not have the word brothers in their name, our next guest makes up one of the two teams in our league with two brothers and right now, they get we get to talk to Jeff and Rob Gaw of Techno Power Runners. Guys, how are we doing? Doing good, doing good. Doing great, Jordan. How about you? Hey, doing well, doing well. It's uh, it's great to hear from you guys. I don't think we've talked since the draft, so uh, Zach and I wanted to talk to you guys about Techmo and, and kind of how the season's gone so far. And we can't talk about the Techmo Power Runners without talking about Dalvin Cook. He at one point for a couple of weeks before McCaffrey went on his big run. Dalvin Cook was having like an MVP-like season. Uh, he's the RB2 right now behind McCaffrey. So I, I just want to know whose decision was it to go with Dalvin Cook, and, and did you guys consider that a gamble pick given his injury history? 
Well, it was uh, kind of late, late in the first round, early in the second round pick with, with Tyreek Hill in the first round. And, and it was going to be between maybe Dalvin Cook or, or Joe Mixon, which in retrospect, we definitely made the right move there. Um, the injury history, well, the, the year after a player comes back from their ACL, they seem to be pretty strong. So we weren't too worried about that, but we did want to go wide receiver running back, get one of each in the first two rounds. And Dalvin Cook does not seem like a Tecmo power runner, if you will. He's not like a blazing fast speed kind of guy. Does he fit the, the Tecmo power runner mold? It did seem a little strange if we if we were picking earlier in the in the first round, you know, we would have gone with more of a McCaffrey type, somebody that can potentially catch a hundred receptions. But um, everything was going good with Cook until the the receivers started complaining about Kirk Cousins throwing ten passes a game. <laughs> Well, the strategy at running back for Tecmo, it's been kind of, uh, I don't know if curious is the right word. So Dalvin Cook, uh, you guys mentioned, who is the RB2 right now, drafted in the second round. And then David Montgomery taken in the fourth round. He's the RB25 currently. Darwin Thompson taken in round seven, who I believe the Chiefs cut uh, before the start of the season. And then Devin Singletary taken in round 10 as the RB40. So outside of Dalvin Cook, I guess, Rob, how disappointed have you guys been in your running backs outside of Cook? Yeah, it's been quite a bit up and down. Um, we uh, At the start of the season, we said our team was powered by Devin. Uh, we had Devin Singletary, Devin Bush, and Devin White. Um, but uh, Devin Singletary had some injuries early on, and David Montgomery has been uh, very up and down. He'll have one big game, and then he'll have a game where they only give him a couple carries, so... It's definitely been tough uh, deciding uh, who's the, the second running back each week. Rob, I, I promise I'll get to the good stuff. One more question about maybe a disappointment in a, in a guy on your team is, is Curtis Samuel, who uh, is currently the, the wide receiver 27. And I know he's a guy that you guys, I think he was a, a top five round pick for you all, uh, who has only gone over 15 points in two weeks this season. So is Curtis Samuel a guy that you expected more production out of? And, and maybe how much has the Kyle Allen – uh, being the QB one there all season impacted Curtis Samuel's value. Yeah, we were hoping to get uh, some more receptions from him. Um, we were looking for uh, maybe not a whole lot of yardage from him, but but a lot of catches. And he just hadn't seemed to get a whole lot of catches. But I think he's been playing mostly outside, and uh, usually the slot guys get more get more targets. So. Um, but, yeah, uh, Kyle Allen, it seems like uh, uh, McCaffrey and the tight ends are getting a few more catches than the, than the receivers. Jeff, if you guys consider Curtis Samuel a bust, I'm sure you consider DJ Chark as the, the uh, I mean, really the surprise of this entire season, a guy that uh, is the current RB, or excuse me, uh, wide receiver six in our league, signed for $0 in week two after he put up 24.6 points against the Chiefs. So, DJ Chark, I mean, is this the best player right now value-wise on Tecmo, and where does he rank in guys that you've been able to pick up midseason throughout the years? Yeah, we consider him a season saver for us with Tyreek Hill going down uh, in the first game. Uh, we were just kind of kind of scrambling there and picking up anybody. You know, you pick up a Jaguar, and you're not exactly associating them with – monster fantasy points um and, 
It's been a real surprise, and usually the waiver wire pickup of the year is a running back, and we've been a little disappointed. We haven't found one of those yet. We've been kind of cycling through a few without any luck, but yeah, we're real happy with Sharp. What about Tyree Kill, though? Because I think everyone in our league, just when they hear the name Tyree Kill, automatically associate him with Tecmo. There's no sense in even trying to draft Tyree Kill in August because he's going to go to Tecmo. So I guess how disappointing was his injury, and, and what, what do you expect for him down the stretch? Do you think Tyree Kill can pick things back up coming back from injury? Well, Tyreek Hill, he's got the potential in him. If we could only get that selfish Patrick Mahomes to stop accepting <laughs> Madden covers, look at what he's doing to other people. I mean, it's so inconsiderate. Yeah. We knew yeah. this was possible this year, but we just didn't want to see Tyreek wearing a, another helmet. The Tecmo Power Runners fits him well. Rob, you guys currently, are, of course, we talked last week about Tecmo Power Runners. You guys clinched. Uh, one of the first two playoff spots you guys are already in uh, you guys are in third place now at the loss in last week so not a lot to play for after already clinching but I know you guys want to play for that high seed so how important is this matchup with Ryan Risher and I know you guys are not the smack talk type but what do you think about your matchup with Rish this week oh yeah not not big on the trash talk love Rish but uh but yeah it's it's an important week um we'd like to have one of the higher seeds um had some had some luck in the past uh, being a lower seed before, but always always like to go for the for the higher ones. I remember the the one year uh, was facing uh, uh, IDPs in the championship, and I think uh, I think my lineup was Eddie Royal, Devester, and uh, Jermaine Curse going up against Calvin Johnson. Jones and uh, Odell Beckham. So, so we'd, we'd like to go for the higher seed if possible. This last question, I'll, I'll, I'll leave for Jeff, um, as, as you made the announcement at the draft in August. So can you give us an update on the charity? I know you guys um, gave away, uh, in lieu of your earnings, if you will, uh, gave away your earnings to charity uh, this past year when you guys won last year. And then I don't want to get too far ahead, but should you all win this year, or do you have any plans for the prize for next year? Yeah, we're trying not to go ahead and count this year as a victory just yet. As we saw the past two weeks, the team can go from putting up 220 points uh, to down to 120. Uh, it is a tough league to win, and uh, we we put a lot of respect into other competitors, and and we have, haven't uh, thought of anything we would do with a, with a victory this year. But things are going well in the Indian Mission. There's always more work to be done there than funds to accomplish it, but we're glad to have been a part of it. Yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, and then last, lastly, I know Zach always likes to ask uh, teams about a uh, possible, like you know, player on the trade block or someone they need. But Zach, I wouldn't imagine you can ask that anymore. Yeah, there's nobody to to trade. But uh, Ray, what what kind of chocolate are you eating? Uh, let's see what we got here. It's uh, Theo, uh, seventy seventy percent dark chocolate. Whoa. Love it. So, uh, still got some regular sugar in there, so it still tastes good. <laughs> All right, Jeff, Rob, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Best of luck to the Tecmo Power Runners in Week 12 against Ryan Risher. I think a win for you guys this week would probably put Rish uh, just in line for the ice bucket. Uh, so you guys could be the uh, the death punch to Rish to get the ice bucket. So I don't, I don't know if you want that for him or not, but you guys certainly can deliver that death blow this week. 
Well, we won't do it intentionally, but I'm sure he would make an entertaining production video for us to view. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Rob, Jeff, best of luck again. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Dwayne. All right, see you, Ray. All right, Zach, after talking with Rob and Jeff, uh, I, I want to pick them. I know that, you know, it's, it's fun to pick Rish, especially being in last place each week. It's just it's not going to happen this week. This is not one of those, one of those matchups uh, that I, I don't see Rish getting any type of, of success this week. What do you think happens in this matchup? I think it could be close, don't you? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm looking at this matchup right now, and I, I don't know. It's the same conversation we have every week about Tecmo, where you look at David Montgomery and Devin Singletary, and you're like, what are they doing starting these dudes? But they've had decent weeks as of late. Uh, not Singletary, David Montgomery. Um, actually, six and six the last two weeks. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip my vote. I'm gonna go with Dragon Energy. I'm picking. Oh, I'm picking Dragon. Oh man, let's go, Rish. I love how Darius Leonard uh, had a career or season best game, thirty point two five against us last week. Guess what he had this week? This past uh, week, five, five point two five points. Oh man, come on. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Tecmo just because Rob was or uh, Ray was eating some chocolate. I think that uh, it's going to give him some good luck uh, for their team. So I'm going Tecmo. All right, that was our week 12 picks of the week. This was episode 129. Really appreciate Jeff and Rob joining the show, the Tecmo Power Runners. Zach, we uh, we talked Fab, and next week should be even more fun because teams really need to spend Fab next week. Two more weeks left in the regular season in CMB, and it's going to get pretty exciting the next couple of weeks as we talk about the playoffs. Uh, Zach, do you have anything before we go? Uh, nope, just uh, good luck. Good luck.